the Jericho Network on Westwood One. Welcome to One on One with Mitch LaFawn. And joining me on this episode, it is former angel singer Frank Domino. We talk about his most recent release, Old Habits Die Hard. We also dig into his past history. Should you care to support the podcast, please head over to paypal.me forward slash Mitch LaFawn. You can also find me on Twitter at Mitch LaFawn. And now, here is the one, the only, former angel singer, Frank Domino. We are speaking with former angel frontman Frank Domino. Good day, sir. Nice to be here, Mitch. Pleasure to, pleasure What's to happening? speak. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're here to talk music, and so... Uh, you know, Angel is one of those bands that goes back to my early days. Growing up in the 70s, you know, there, there was Kiss mm-hmm. and there was Cheap Trick and there was Aerosmith. And, and lurking in the background there, there was Angel. And so uh, it's a great pleasure to uh, to talk to you. And, and you know, of course, Old Habits Die Hard is the album that came out in 2015. It is a great right great piece of work so let's 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 start with the modern and we'll sort of work our way backwards if that's okay um first of all uh, yeah paul crook the guy who uh helped put the album together the production and all that uh, i knew him back in the days when he was with anthrax you know volume eight and all that moved over to meatloaf how did you and paul hook up and how important was he to the overall project? Uh, extremely important. Um, Paul uh, Paul and I worked very hard on getting everything correct. Uh, Paul was a hard worker. He, you know, he worked hard on, on getting it sonically correct for me. Um, he's just, a, uh, was an easy guy to work with and uh, really uh, was a guy I wanted to help interpret what I, what I was doing. So, um, and I, 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 I met Paul when he was doing, um, Sebastian, uh, uh, when he was with Sebastian, uh, Barry and I took, uh, uh, Angel out, uh, on the road. Uh, this was a few years back. Um, and we did some shows in Europe from festivals and, uh, we did some, uh, one-off shows with, uh, Sebastian and Paul was playing with Sebastian then. And, uh, right after that tour, he moved out to Vegas to do the, uh, uh, we will rock you thing that was at the Paris, uh, the queen thing. So uh, I I had seen Paul many times after that. So uh, we developed a relationship, and uh, he was one of the first guys that I had talked to about uh, producing the album. Getting into the album and 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 coming up with the concept, do you look back at the old sort of Angel catalog and what you're known for, and say, okay, we've got to make something in the same vein initially, or do you think, well, that was then. I want to surprise the fans and make something different sort of what was the the thought going into it well um yeah um obviously i can't do what i did with angel without the other four guys i mean it doesn't work that way you know so um this being a solo project what i did was uh when i sat down with uh with jeff lebanski and uh, oz fox when we wrote this stuff uh, is we, we just went ahead and, and wrote and, uh, and I said, we, we have no, no limits. Uh, you know, we, we, it doesn't matter. This is a solo album. We don't have to write for a band. We don't have to write for anything, but the music. So we just went ahead and wrote songs and, uh, that's how we approached it. So are you, a year, a year later, uh, where are we in terms of a second uh, solo album or a follow-up solo album well uh paul and i now have been writing some stuff together so um we'll see what happens with that uh, we um we talked about it the last time uh he, he's now in new jersey now 
but uh, he was back here for a while, and uh, we went out to dinner, and then we went to see uh, Glenn Hughes, and then after seeing Glenn Hughes, we said, you know what, I have that stuff that you, I, I had some stuff that he had sent to me, and I, and I told him that I had, I had, um, I had worked on a couple of the things. He said, well, I have a few more things. So I said, well, send them to me. So I think uh, maybe we'll, we'll see what we have with that stuff. And um, there's always, um, uh, Oz and I are, are always uh, back and forth. He does his striper thing and I'm doing my thing. And so we're back and forth. So we may write some stuff together as well, but we'll, we'll see. I'm, I, I'm thinking I'm leaning towards doing a, 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 a follow-up soon, but we'll see what happens. And so how important is it to, for you to have new music? Because, I mean, you, you can sort of go out there on, your, on the strength of your name or, or, or the strength of your brand, if you want, and, and play shows, do some of the new stuff, do the Angel stuff. Um, how important is it for you to have a follow-up and keep being creative? I, I think that's uh, it's an important part of the creative process and and kind of who you are as an artist. Um, I don't think audiences that uh, nowadays are, are really interested that much anymore. Unfortunately, I, I think they they always want to hear the older stuff. And as and as an artist, it's hard to go out there and keep playing the older stuff when you know when it's so much in the past. But uh, there's there's some things that you know are, are constant and and. It's nice to be able to uh, mix it up. I, I just did a show um, at the Whiskey, and it was great. Uh, I I, um, I put uh, a few uh, angel tunes in there, you know, five or six angel tunes with, with the new stuff, and it worked out great. And, and I think as long as you can work it in with everything and it and it uh, makes for a good show, then it's it, it's fine. It's just that you know you like to uh, you like to present the new stuff and. Uh, and it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of uh, there's a whole lot of that going on anymore. You know, uh, it used to be, you know, you'd wait for that new Led Zeppelin album to come out, and then you'd wait to go see them and see them play the new album. Now, uh, unfortunately, it seems like most audiences want to hear the older stuff. But uh, right. but I give them a, a dose of both. But, you know, hopefully yeah. they enjoy it. Now, <laughs> uh, before we start digging back into into the the past here, um, Ricky Medlock from Blackfoot Leonard yes. Skinner. I interviewed him about a week ago, two weeks ago incredibly nice fellow uh, just so so yeah. nice uh, just a quick comment on what it was like to have him on there because i mean he's been he's been plugging away at it for for 50 years and he's just a, such a talent and how was it for you to work with him it was great uh ricky's a, a great guy and um he was perfect for what we needed for that uh for that particular track his will fall because of the uh we needed a slide for that particular uh track and um and it worked out great uh, you, you put a, a great solo in it. And uh, you also had Punky uh, on the album. Uh, and Punky just released his own uh, solo album. Is there a chance some point down, uh, down the road that you and Punky might make sort of a co-album rather than just sort of guest on, on either other one's albums? It's an interesting thought. I mean, I, I don't know. I never, I never thought about it, but it, it's, it's an interesting thought. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, Punky played on the uh, in the beginning thing that uh, Barry and I did, uh, the Angel kind of reformation that we did. Um, so uh, Punky and I always talk. Um, so uh, there's always a chance of always a chance of us working together on whatever we do. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that that would be kind of exciting. So uh, the other thing that yeah. was that made news not too long ago was there's gonna be an Angel reunion, and then there was like, well, no, 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 no. We I, I was misquoted. Talk to me a little bit about that incident, and you know, just now that it was sort of brought up in the media, how sort of 
for or against a reunion would you be? I'm 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 there if the, if the rest of the guys want to do it. I'm there. I mean, I, you know, I'm I you know I've never stopped singing, so I'm always doing something. And if the rest of the guys want to want to do a reunion, I'm certainly there. I'm you know I'm I'm there for everyone. Um, the the thing that happened with the misquote, I, I I don't know how it was misquoted, but I mean he. Uh, I was asked if, uh, you know, if there was going to be a reunion and, and my, my answer was not right now. I mean, it's closer than it's ever been. We've talked about it more, but, um, but there's still, you know, uh, things that, you know, Punky's doing his solo thing. I'm doing my solo thing. Uh, I said, but, but if we do it, it would have to be all five of us and it would we'd have to do it the right way. And I, I said, I agreed with Punky that, that if we did it, we would do the whole show. Uh, but other than that, there's, you know, there, everyone has their lives, uh, to, to uh, right now. And, um, and it's been such a long time since we, we've all played together, but it was great to be together, all five of us in, uh, on stage and in one room, uh, cause we hadn't all been together at one time, uh, for a long time. I mean, we, we always talk to each other. But uh, we haven't all been in one room together, so that was a nice thing when we got the award. Yeah, well, that, that was great. Now, uh, when you mean the the, the five, you, you would mean with, of course, Felix Robinson, because as we know, right. Mickey Jones uh, passed away. Passed away, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, well, if I can ask you just quickly about that, how, how did that affect you? Because you know, when you whether the guy left the band in '77 or not, he, you still had a relationship with him at, at some point. How, how was that when you heard the news? Uh, it's very tough. It's very tough. Uh, you know, uh, I knew uh, Mickey and Barry uh, for a long time. You know, uh, you know, we put bands together before Angel, and we were in bands together. So, uh, yeah, I you know when something like that happens, it's uh, you know, it's a, it's a shock to your system. You know. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, whether he was, you know, walked away uh, from Angel or whether he was, was was with us or not with us, um, you know, when something like that happened, that's a, that's a totally different deal. So that was a, a shock to the, uh, to the system, you know? Yeah, for all of us, actually. Um, so let's go back to, to the early days. Um, the story is that Gene Simmons of KISS discovered you, but as, as we've gotten older and wiser we we seem to find that <laughs> that gene stories are sometimes over hyper over vamped <laughs> how, how how true is the story how i mean was he just in the bar when you guys played or was there actually a business meeting and a connection and i'm taking you two over to Ka- how important was gene and, and what was sort of the, the story well i i think the meeting itself was important because it it it, it, it came up later on, but what the story was that, uh, we were playing in, in a bar called bogeys and, um, Gordon Fletcher who lived in the DC area wrote, uh, album reviews and articles for circus magazine and, uh, Rolling Stone magazine. And he was bringing down uh, national acts from Largo arena that were playing there because he loved angel. And he said, you know, and he told us that, you know, he said, I'm going to start bringing the, some uh, national acts down here to see you guys. So, so we said, Oh, that would be great. And one of the bands that he brought down were the guys in kiss. Uh, and, uh, they came down, they watched the, the show. And after the show, we sat down and talked with Gene and Paul and, and, uh, Gene wanted us to sign with uh, bill of coin, uh, for management, but we had already just signed a, a management deal, uh, two weeks before that, uh, with, uh, David Joseph from Jim Toby. So, um, 
so that was that wasn't going to happen uh and uh so we just had a, a conversation after that and talked more and more and uh the next move was uh david brought us out to la and uh, we started rehearsing uh, we went into the studio to start recording the uh the first album uh the first record deal that we were going to sign was with capital but we but before that, uh, David had said that Neil Bogart was looking for, for acts. So uh, he had called Neil, and uh, he told Neil that he had a band and uh, that uh, it was probably the, a band that he should look into signing. And Neil said, would I like to see them? And he said, well, you may not have to. He said, because the guys at Kiss saw them. So maybe you can give them a call and, uh, and ask them about them, because they're not playing anywhere. They're just rehearsing right now. So uh, I would assume that he had called uh, uh, Gene or Paul and talked to them and because the, uh, about an hour or so after that, he called up David and he said, I'll sign the band without having to see them. So uh, that's how that whole deal went. And then what happened was uh, we got a deal from Capitol. We decided that we were going to go with Capitol. We finished the album. We brought it to Capitol. We had a meeting with Rupert Perry and uh, John Carter, and that didn't go that well. Um John wanted us to change some things on the album here and there, put more guitar, less keyboards, more of this, less of that. So we were kind of like, um, we felt kind of disoriented when we walked out of that meeting. So uh, our manager, David, said, why don't you, uh, why don't we go back over to Neil and talk to Neil, see what he has to say. And of course, we went over to Neil and Neil said all the right things. And we said, we want to sign with Neil, of course. So, so that's how we ended up signing with Neil. And that's how the, the Gene connection uh goes with the Casablanca thing. Oh, so, so and it, I hope I got it all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was so it was actually a good a, a direct connection but uh Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so let, let's talk Casablanca Records and, and Neil Bogart. Um you know, he he unfortunately passed away very very young, 39 years old. Um but but it was a wild and crazy time. I mean that the record label it was sort of run by the seat of his pants, and you know, first it's Kiss, and then it's Donna Summer, and it's the Village People, and it's George Clinton's Parliament, and sort of all over the place. Uh, what was your experience with the, with the record company? Did they service you well? Was it was it a giant mess? Was it was Neil great? Was Neil? Eh, I mean, how was the whole Casablanca thing for you? Uh, Neil was great. I mean, okay. Neil was a, a wonderful kind guy. I mean, he he really was. I mean, he had he had vision. Um, he um, he just uh, he did do things by the seat of his pants, which was unconventional. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, you know. But uh, but the thing is that that he uh, he had great enthusiasm, you know. And that's always great when you uh, from your record company, you know, when, when you're dealing with your record company, it's always great to, to to feel that enthusiasm when you walk into the office. And and David David Joseph kind of shielded us a, a bit from Casablanca. You know, didn't want. He always wanted to be a, 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 an event when we walked into the uh, the um, the offices and stuff. So um, it was um, it was always interesting to uh, to go to uh, uh, to the office there, and um, and uh, it was uh, it was great fun. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Casablanca was certainly a unique <laughs> a unique la- uh, label, right? Um, yes, it was a unique label. Yes, there was no 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 label like it. I, not that I know of, anyway. <laughs> and and no label like it since. Um, right. <laughs> 1981. You and yeah. Punky leave the band, and yeah. Greg brings in Ferdy Fredrickson, later of Toto, Ricky Phillips, who's now with Styx. Um, right. 
when that happened, yeah. how did you look at that? Was that something like, hey, what are you doing, Greg? Or was it like, well, hey, listen, he, we left, so so be it. Um, I think uh, uh, Punky came, uh, got involved with him again, I think, on that whole thing. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, I was doing, uh, I, I left at that point and I was doing a lot of studio work and I really wasn't, yeah, I, I didn't think about it. I, I, I didn't think about it until later um, when it was just Greg by himself. When it was Greg, when it was Greg by himself, then we thought about, hey, um, you know, you might want to change the name of the band because it's just you you know it's not it's no one else in the band that was i think that was uh uh the jufria time maybe um but but when he was with funky and uh and barry uh i didn't really think about it that much you know it wasn't it was, so, i was so, kind of busy at the time you no know, i was busy at the time as well so i guess i didn't think about it that much you didn't think about it then. Uh, later on in the '90s, you you reformed. You brought in Gordon Gerbert, who was, of course, yeah. Ace Fraley's sort of guy at the time, right? Um, yeah. Uh, talk to me about uh, putting the band back together in the '90s, bringing in Steve Blaze, of course, of Lily and Axe. Um, mm -hmm. How did that go for you? Um, it was, uh, it was, it, you know, it was play, playing basically playing with Barry. You know, I, I played with Barry for a long time, so it was Barry and I just trying to put things back together. Uh, you know, um, after uh, actually, you know, when you go back to like 83, maybe somewhere in that area, 82, um, there was a version that, that, uh, punky Barry and I were putting together with uh, Paul Raymond. I had done a lot of stuff with Paul, uh, earlier because when I would come off the road, Paul and I would work on some stuff, wrote some stuff together, did some studio things together, with uh, Mitch Perry and uh, John Brandt and Phil Chen did some stuff with us. So we we we, we always had a lot of people coming in and uh, playing on on some of the tracks that we wrote. And um, and in that period, that transition period, uh, uh, Barry and Punky and I got t back together for a while, and uh, uh, we had Paul for a while, and then that kind of fell apart. And then later on. Um, uh, Barry and I tried to put something together and that was the incarnation with uh, Randy Gregg and Steve Blaze. So um, that became uh, viable because we had dates. So that's why we put that whole thing together. When we put the dates together, then it was easier to put the band together. And um, and the reason why we did it with new guys is because the rest of the guys didn't want to do it. Uh, they didn't want to come out on the road again. They didn't want to play again. You know, we had asked Punky and Punky didn't really want to come back out on the road. So so by that time, uh, it was the nineties, late nineties. And then, uh, we finally got back out on the road and did some uh, festivals and stuff in 2000, somewhere in that area. So, uh, but it was great to be out on the road again. I mean, I, I love, I love playing live, so I've never stopped doing that. Somehow I find a way to play live and, uh, that's what we were doing then. And get out there. Speaking of playing live, yeah. I, I I recently interviewed Graham Bonnet, who who's done stuff with Rainbow, of course, and Alcatraz. There mm -hmm. is this this talk that that you and him might go out and do some kind of tour together. Uh, how close is that to being a reality? And and if it is, how cool would that be for you to go uh, out there with Greg? I mean, um, that would be Graham. I that would say. be great. That would be that would be great. Uh, uh, I love Graham. Um, uh, you know. Uh, it's it's been very difficult that you know uh the, the whole music industry is kind of like upside down right now anyway but it's been kind of 
you know, difficult with, um, with, with, um, record companies being what they are, um, uh, and, uh, and, and live shows being difficult. Uh, you know, the promoters don't want, don't want to really do shows unless they're, they're guaranteed stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, it's almost like, uh, you know, uh, the pay, pay to play stuff, you know, in the clubs and they want bands to, to pay to play. And I've ne- I never heard of that. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> that doesn't work that way, man. I'm not doing that. <laughs> But, uh, but that's you know on the local end of things. But you know even even to uh, to play live, um, there's um, you know promoters uh, want guarantees with stuff, and it's it doesn't work that way for for a national act. You know, a national act has to get guarantees to go out there. So so I, I think uh, kind of joining forces with Graham might help the whole bit for the both of us. So that's why we talked about doing that. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, we will. Um... Angel, hell of a band, uh, on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, your th- first three albums, recently re-released by Rock Candy Records, uh, con- you know, classic records. People who have heard them love them, love them, love them. Which is also why a label like Rock Candy went goes and re-releases them because they know they're going to sell them. Um, right. Talk to me about those first three records and. Uh, just that time and putting them together and, and why they are so revered. Here we are 40 years later and people still have a demand for them. Yeah. Uh, they were, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're all three of them were interesting records. Uh, you know, uh, the first record was material that we just worked on and worked on in, in at bogeys in, in the club. And, uh, we, we worked and reworked some of those songs. And then when we got to, uh, to Los Angeles to do the first album, we had a compilation of extra stuff, uh, and we knew the the uh, the stuff that we picked for the for the first album. Uh, we knew backwards and forwards, and we had some some stuff uh, left over for the second album. And uh, you know, at that time, we knew exactly what we wanted to do. We, we were really in tune with each other. Uh, we wanted to try and mix that uh, guitar and synthesizer thing together. Uh, and highlight both of them and uh, and have a high energy band and and live the band was was really extremely tight and um and just a high energy band it was uh it was always always felt like it was moving forward you know um and by the time we got to the third album the third album we did was uh we started to learn about recording you know uh we did it in a, a castle in, in LA we used uh, the rooms for different sounds. So we had uh, we had a drum kit downstairs in a cement room. We had a drum kit upstairs. Uh, we had punky stuff in a big open room. I did a couple of vocals in a uh, in a tower room, uh, hanging a mic up up high at the top of the tower for like a phasing sound. But but yeah, we we started to learn how to record at, at that time. And uh, and uh, so all, all three of those albums were uh, were really uh, an integral part of our are growing up, you know, as, as, as a band. And still loves all this time later. So, so let me ask you then the, the difficult question. You, you have Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, who gives you a nod. You've got Neil Borgard and mm-hmm. Casablanca, who at the time was ruling the roost with all the bands that he was putting out. Um, mm-hmm. where, where did it go wrong? Why are you not sort of on an arena tour right now? Why are you not on your 40th anniversary tour <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, you know, I have no answer for that. I have no answer for that. You know, uh, 
um, you know, I, I think that we were in a situation where we had to kind of, um, uh, uh, prematurely, um, headline, you know, cause, uh, after a while, uh, you know, uh, no one really wanted us to open for them anymore. That's for sure. And, uh, so what happens is you find yourself in a situation where you really can't, uh, fill big arenas. So you, you, uh, you get to try and do the, the 3000 seaters. So that's what we try to do. Uh, we, we kind of, try to do the whole show in a, a big show, an arena show in, in a smaller venue. Uh, so sometimes we couldn't do the show. Sometimes we could do the show. Uh, sometimes we did half of it. Sometimes we did all of it. So it was that kind of thing. And, uh, and uh, we just, you know, weren't able to get on big tours that much anymore. So um, I, I don't know if that had a factor. And I think, I think also uh, what, what factors in is uh, radio started to change a lot. Um, when we did our first album, they were playing cuts like long time, you know, which is like an eight minute song. And by the time, uh, you know, um, we did white hot, they just wanted a two minute song. And then, uh, then they didn't want to deal with Casablanca anymore because, uh, they felt that they were a disco label. So we were stuck, uh, uh you know, a rock band on a disco. Label. So there were a lot of contributing factors that we were, we were fighting and dealing with. And, uh, if I knew what would would have solved the problem, then I would have went ahead and said, "Hey, guys, this is what we have to do." I don't, I, you know, uh, I don't have any of those answers. So, uh, you know, you just you just kind of plot along and do what you what you what you you know you're good at and you know you can do. So uh, that's what I do, and I right. try not to look back and try and figure out those things. They just happen, you know. Right. So it's so with circumstance. It was it certainly wasn't the band at each other's neck or, 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 or drug. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, how no, is your relationship that, with, you know. with uh, Greg at these days? I just talked to him yesterday. I just talked to him yesterday. It's it, you know, uh, we, we, like I said, we, all of us talk, uh, and, and it may not be every day. It may not be every week, but we, all of us are in touch with each other. Uh, you know, uh, it may be a month where I talk to Felix and say, Oh, Hey, how have you been? What's going on? Uh, it may be, uh, you know, a month when I talked to Greg, but it just so happened. I just talked to him yesterday, but yeah, we, we're all in touch with each other. I, I talk with Barry probably, uh, the most and, uh, and punky, uh, more often than, than anyone else. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're always in touch with each other. So, yeah. And, and, and it would certainly be nice to, to, to see the guys get out there and, you know, hit the festivals next summer and, and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, other than that, what are your plans for 2017? Well, my plans are to, to, uh, to go ahead and, uh, try and do a few more dates with, uh, you know, uh, uh, after playing off the whiskey thing, uh, the band sounds great. Uh, the band that I had there that I put together for those shows, I'd like to try and keep together. So, uh, I'd like to do a few more dates for that. And in the meantime, while I'm doing those dates, uh, work on uh, the stuff that uh that uh, i i have with with paul and uh see where we're at reevaluate and uh maybe go in and record another album that sounds good frank a, a great yeah. pleasure that was a great pleasure um look forward to the new album the new next album cool <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> uh that was great thank you thank you mitch thanks uh, thank thank you for asking me and uh it was a fun interview yeah, I, I, we try. I, I try my best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, when the next one comes out, and, and, and if uh, there's any shows that you need uh, help with in Canada, just let me know, and uh, we'll do the best we can. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for asking me again.
Absolutely. Cheers. Okay. And there you have it, folks. My interview with Frank Domino, former Angel frontman, and of course a new album, or their most recent album is Old Habits Die Hard. They certainly do. Uh, there you go. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Mitch Lafon, M-I-T-C-H-L-A-F-O-N. You can find me also on Instagram, Facebook, and, uh, well, you know, almost anywhere at this point. Uh, there you go. Cheers. Bye for now. Oh, my.